Welcome to Success with Style, everyone. I'm Rob Giardinelli, and today we are coming to you from the Children's Museum of Houston, Texas. Hi, everyone. It's Lance Avery Morgan, and we are here with the Henry Yow. In fact, he's asked us to call him the from Henry, <laughs> right? That's right. The Henry. The Yow. Henry. Yow. None like him. We're so excited to be here, Henry. It feels like we've known you for years, and we've loved supporting the Children's Museum of Houston. But you know, we're here at your headquarters, which is so exciting. And what an outfit this is! <laughs> wow! Well, thank you so much for being here today. What an operation! We're thrilled to be here. <laughs> Kids running amok and learning and having fun while they do it all the time. Yeah. All the time. It, it actually, it's the parents that have the most fun. Yeah. Oh, I bet so, because it allows them to kind of be a kid. Right, yeah. Actually, I see a lot of parents that sometimes they're the ones that, like, pull the kids. or like, hey, you try this. Right. It's not the kid leading them as the parent. Oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> isn't that, so how long has the Children's Museum of Houston been around? So we've been, we've been around since 1980. Yeah. Um, this particular building has been around since 1992. Right. Um, but as an institution since 1980. And then, so that's, ooh, till today, that's about four, almost 40 years. Yeah. So you were um, one of the first Children's Museums in the country, right? If I'm not mistaken, one of the first ones, but not the first one. Not the first <laughs> one, but one of the first. Right. So yeah. Sharon Breyer, she's one of our. Um, she's basically our founder. Mm-hmm. She was at the Children's Museum in Denver when she saw. You know, she was visiting, and right. she said, "Hey, you know, how come Houston doesn't have this? Houston has kids. Uh, exactly. Houston <laughs> has few, kids. Right. A few of those yeah. seven million yeah. people yeah. in Houston yeah. are kids. She just couldn't believe the fourth largest city in America did not have a children's museum. Right. So. In 1978, yeah, during that time, she came. Right. She came to Houston again, and she said, "Hey, listen, I'm going to start a children's museum." So she knocked on doors, and within wow. two years, they had a board, yeah, and they founded the children's museum. But you they know, had no physical building, though. And that, that oh, really? So mm-hmm. then, yeah. how long did it take? Was this the original building, or was it somewhere else temporarily for a few years before it so, wound up here? So the first exhibit, actually, there was no physical space. They mm-hmm. had a board, but they had they, this is just the institution on paper. The gotcha. first gallery was actually at the University of Houston okay. in the Blaffer Gallery. Right around the corner. Yeah, and yeah. they had an exhibit called Kit Technics, just one exhibit, which actually is the uh, the earliest version of our Kitropolis exhibit, our city for kids oh, run yeah, by kids. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kitropolis, like Metropolis and exactly. kids combined. Uh-huh. Kitropolis, yeah. I love that. Isn't that awesome? So, so several generations of Houstonians now have enjoyed the Children's Museum. Absolutely. So basically since 1984, um, then after that we went to Allen Parkway, and that's yep. when they really had a physical building right. until 19. When this was built, uh, they hired Robert Venturi, yeah. architect, mm-hmm. to to make this building. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was he has had a world-renowned reputation. But at that point, he mm-hmm. was probably the number one. Oh, absolutely, modernist architect. Yeah, and, right? yeah, and sadly, he passed away last year. He just passed that, away. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, you can always tell a Robert Venturi building and the era from which it it it, it stands. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He, his thing was you know less is a bore, so he right. wanted so, so more, wanted, more, 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 right. more. Create an impact yeah. and then make it. <laughs> different colors which is perfect for the a children's museum mm-hmm. it's so colorful it's so bright it's so happy well, right and, and it's also america's number one children's museum yes, that's so right. congratulations on <laughs> Thank that you. yeah how does that work how does the work is very competitive okay <laughs> so it's a well-earned uh, accolade them absolutely so right. I, I mean it's it's really based on you know, what we do for the community of mm-hmm. course our, the size always mm-hmm. matters of course the size of the children's museums right. but also how many exhibits we have what we do for out in the community yep. you know how many people attend your museum actually the largest children's museum is not us it's actually indianapolis okay but so y'all are the number one rank though but we're number one rank. yeah 
Don't tell Indianapolis. I don't think Indianapolis <laughs> likes that. Well, and, it's, <laughs> and you had talked about the earlier formation. I mean, Houston is a can-do city. Mm-hmm. Yes. I mean, you know, whatever people want to create, they can do it here. Absolutely. And certainly in mm-hmm. Texas as well. And certainly Houston with um, its incredible economy. Yeah, and philanthropy is huge here. I mean, oh, I, yeah. uh, it just it's so amazing how much people want to support uh, it, so many different causes in the city. I know. And uh, there's a lot of generous people here in right. town. I mean, a lot of wealthy people, but a lot of generous people Absolutely. who are willing to make change. And we're going get, to get to that in a moment. But mm-hmm. first, this is all about you, Henry. <laughs> is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's Henry it Day here it at is the Henry Day. Museum so of Houston. We're, we're going to go back a little bit because we always believe that, you know, successful people, the success starts somewhere. So tell us about the first dollar you ever made. The first dollar I ever made. <laughs> That's funny. So my first part-time job was working for uh, X mobile oh uh, really yeah so i was yeah. um i was enrolled in the uh business professionals of america in high school okay and what they did is yeah, you know that. it was sort of um it was a leadership yeah course, correct right uh-huh. and yeah. they place you uh, i was going into accounting actually that gotcha. was that was going to be my career yeah, path i can see you doing that oh uh, no i can't no? okay uh, <laughs> my parents wanted me to do oh. it they were like you gotta be an accountant solid make a lot of money yeah um so yeah, it was solid, stable, right. you know, but to me, I mean, I was good at it, but it wasn't my thing, but it's kind of like, okay, sure, I'll do what my parents want me to do. And so I was in BPA, and they placed me at ExxonMobil. Oh, great. So I was there part-timing as an administrative assistant in their accounting departments. Right. You know, most kids go to, like, Acme Hardware. So you went to <laughs> ExxonMobil. I mean, that's huge. Right? That's one of the two I, or three biggest companies in the world. I thought I was like, wow, this is so cool. I mean, I was making, like, five twenty-five an hour, yeah. and I was like, wow, right. this is so cool. I can buy my own clothes. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so that gave you incentive then to keep doing that. Oh, absolutely. I, I think incentive, but also a sense of um, responsibility. Yeah. Because um, I've, I knew that if I didn't show up to work or if I if I if I messed up, you know, right. like a lot of things. I mean, things were people were counting on me to sure. get things done, especially yeah. folding all those. Ma- I was working for two departments, the accounting department and the geological department. Oh, interesting. Which was, all we did was map folding, though. Yeah. That's okay. I still can't fold a map correctly, but that's okay. You probably can. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, my motor skills got a lot better. I'll bet. (laughs) So when, when, you know, when did you decide, you know, you're going to not not do accounting for a living, but I want to do something that's much more creative. Right. Well, I was in college mm. when that, at that time that happened. At the University um, of Houston. Yeah, the University of Houston. Yeah. So probably about my second year, mm-hmm. Okay. I was getting really, really bored with those business classes. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I think they're great. Sure. But I just, I knew it wasn't me. Like, this is just not me. Like, I like to talk. You're I like a creative to, guy. Yeah, yeah, I like to do stuff. I don't right. want to be in an office crunching numbers. Yeah. And um, so I didn't even tell my parents, but I said, hey, listen, I'm not just, I'm just, they're just going to switch majors. And I knew that I wanted to do communications. Good for mm-hmm. you. And you can do almost anything with a communications degree. Yeah. Really yeah. But my, when my once my parents found out, they were like, no, shame, shame on the family. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you've worked for in the media world, which is a lot of shame <laughs> for crying out loud. How did all that happen? Um, so probably about my third year in college, I was already taking all those communication classes. And I met this guy who's now my best friend. Okay. And he said, hey. Who shall know, remain nameless. Yeah, who sh- he shall remain. He, he, he now works for an oil company. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> all right. Back to square one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So yeah, full circle. Yeah. yeah, that is a full he's circle the one work, Yeah, he's the one working in oil, and I'm not. Interesting. And so um, he was at, he was doing an internship at Telemundo, the local station. Oh, okay. Yep. And um, he was he explained to me, because I at that time, at that point in time, I really had no idea how this whole media system worked. Like, right. where do I go in? Right. And he was just taking the class. It's hard to get started in media. It really yes. is. If you, I, if you don't know your way around. Right. Yeah. So he was uh, interning at the news station, Telemundo, and mm-hmm. he said, hey, listen, I'm doing production. 
if you're interested, let me know. And I'm like, what am I supposed to do there? You know, right. like, and he's like, we just hold the cameras, you know, run prompter. Oh my god! It's like they'll let you do anything. They need it. They need people. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's like they need the free help. So now, I did was you like, speak Spanish? Mm -hmm, yeah, you did. yeah, okay. yeah. Because uh, yeah, so I was born and raised in Venezuela. Right. So yeah. yeah. So it was yeah, immediately. I went in there, and they're like, hey, where, how soon can you start? Because we need help like today. Great. And I'm like, uh, right now. And so Fantastic. they literally put me in the newscast, and they're like, hold the camera and just follow the anchor. Right. And so I remember. <laughs> and hold on for dear life. <laughs> I remember. I felt so bad because the anchor, she kept like shifting back and forth. And I'm like, yeah. And then that, I could hear the technical director, follow her, follow her. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, this is before uh, the, um, yeah. the, they had the robotic, those robotic right. cameras. Yeah. 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 So that was intense. Interesting. <laughs> well, you know, news was so different then. Yeah. Right? Yeah, there was a job. yeah, there was a job for every single position. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Now, now you have to do like you have to multitask. Yeah. Now, now on the floor because we make a lot of news appearances, media appearances, and you know now on the floor it's just the director or, exactly. or the floor manager and everything else yeah. is in the people behind the desk and that's it. Exactly. So it's, it's kind of interesting because it's a quieter environment than it used to be. Oh yeah. When I started out in media, yeah. where you'd have people, you know, at least an energy on in the studio that you don't really have anymore. Yeah. It's it's basically just yeah yeah because I I go there too and I I just see the anchor and yeah yeah. She, yeah. Through IFB, they tell her stuff. Right, and, hmm, I know. What's going on? <laughs> yeah, it's no way to live, people. No, I'm kidding. Well, that's so cool. And then you worked at another station after right. that. Right. So after that, um, you know, the career path for, I wanted to be a reporter. Yeah. I wanted a reporter. And then the career path was so you have to go to a small town, sure. get your experience. Yeah, but right. I didn't want to leave Houston. I was like, okay. there's just no way. There's so many opportunities in Houston. Like, someone has to give me a chance. Right. Right. And uh, luckily, uh, I, gra I had graduated. And within maybe like six six or nine months, yeah. a, a, an independent Spanish station was opening up, oh. and they needed multimedia journalists. Perfect, that's you. And I was Henry like, Yao, party of yeah. one. I can do this. <laughs> and they're like, no, you. no one's doing this. You, you know, at the time there right. were no, they weren't even called MMJs. They were just called you know one man bands. You know. Wow. Yeah, there were no MMJs in Houston, so I was the only MMJ in Houston working during that year, 2005. Well, now, wow. For our listeners who don't know what that is, tell, yeah. explain that. So a multimedia journalist is basically. Um, a reporter who goes in, shoots his own video, yeah. and then uh, tracks the audio, and then edits the video to make okay. the whole news package right. on his yourself. own. Yeah, yourself. Right. Yeah, so you would take the camera into the field, yes, put it on a tripod, set it up, do your intros right. and outros, shoot the story, and then go back and edit it. Exactly. Incredible. Yeah. Most people can't even walk it and was, chew gum. It, it was it was a great experience, yeah. but I was like, you know, and I wanted to make an impression. I was like literally dressed up in a suit sure. and like right, burning of hot and doing yeah. my own stand. <laughs> Houston, well, in Houston in the summer, yeah, that, that's a lot, especially yeah. when you're setting it up and then you got to go on the other side of the camera mm -hmm. and, and look real presentable after you've been outside trying to adjust <laughs> something in the blinding rain that's of right. a Houston monsoon yeah. in the summer. But of Henry course. did that. Henry was that guy who did that. <laughs> and I was afraid someone would always would try to run with my camera while I did my stand up because I had to flip oh, the right. viewfinder. Yeah, and I'm like, Ooh. yeah, so it was one of those. Did you do a lot of night shoots as well? Uh, no. So luckily, the newscast was at five. So gotcha. okay. we so only had daytime. one newscast. That helps. That yeah. makes a difference. So you weren't in the elements at Correct. night. Correct. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah. still kind of scary. We would, wow. I, I mean, I would go to like scary places on my own. But at the time, I, all I wanted to do was I just wanted to get the story on right. air. I didn't really care what they right. said to me. That's yeah, right. I was, yeah, I was really. And then now that I think about it, I was like, wow, they really sent me to a lot of dangerous <laughs> places on yeah. my own. Well, luckily, you were young and didn't know any about it, right? <laughs> exactly. That's where youth comes in most handy, <laughs> That's exactly as I like right. to say. Wow. And then that got you to Fox after that. And that got me to Fox. As a matter of fact, the, the news the, director. The local affiliate. Yes, yeah. correct. The news director at the time, she saw me on TV. 
Oh, great. And she was surfing channels, yeah. you know, of course. That, right. uh, during that time, everybody really cared about the competition. Right. So she saw me and she scouted me. She's like, I want you to work for Fox. You oh, know, wow. I want you to be our, our weekend reporter. But she's like, send me your demo right now. And I told I told her, um, I, I just don't have a, an English demo. I never thought yeah, that I was going to go right. English. Yeah. And so I sent her my Spanish demo. Of, co- of course, I was like, well, she's not going to get it. Right. right. So I never. Well, she can tell talent. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. But, can tell you know, talent no matter what the language. Yeah. But then, you know, she was, I never heard from her until the following year. Oh, okay. She said, hey, listen, I really want you to work for my team. Um, but I don't have a reporter position. Would okay. you be interested in working as a producer? Oh, okay. Okay. And I'm like. Uh, well, you know what? Because you would kind of produce your own story. Yeah, right. yeah. exactly. Yeah. And I was looking long-term, it's probably better if I go into the general market right. if I want to stay in news. And this yeah. was an independent Spanish station. I didn't know how long they were going to sure. be open. that's true. Are uh, they around still? No, they're not. See? So that was See, There you go. Your instinct was right. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, within the month, I was working at Fox. Good and, for you. Uh, it was rough, though. I mean, I love, I love what I did. It's a I big did. station. It's a big uh, affiliate. Well, it was rough because of the hours. I was right. working graveyard, right. so oh, uh, I was yeah. put into the morning show. Yeah, and I was working oh, midnight to wow. eight. And that was life changing. That really tough. was. That's tough. So, uh, a, a family friend, in fact, in fact, one of my dear friends' father, Jerry Marcus, mm-hmm. created the Fox station. Oh, okay. Back in the day, and he reported directly. Um, to the big wigs, and you know, and it was this was like one of the biggest affiliates outside yes. of New York and mm-hmm. LA. I think it was, and it remains one of the top ones. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I had a great experience working at Fox. It, it was just the hours. Yeah. I was yeah. not used. To, I right. wanted honestly. I wanted to go party at that time. I, right. mean, I was in my yeah. early twenties, sure. and I was just like, "This is like this is messing <laughs> up my social <laughs> life." To party at <laughs> nine a.m. <laughs> exactly. You know, if you haven't been up the whole night before. <laughs> wow. Okay, so that would be tough with that schedule. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it. it and and my my uh, praise to everyone who works graveyard. Right. I mean, if it's it's a really hard job, yeah. especially if you're trying to be a producer where you're trying to summarize news wires. Right. And I would always get the political news wires oh, and gosh. then the war yeah. news wires. Right. And to summarize that into four sentences, right. yeah. that was like a lot of homework. Well, that makes for good experience and becoming a communications professional. Oh, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I had a great time there, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, that led you to the museum. Yes. Fantastic. So... so <laughs> The same friend who's working in oil, yeah. and I'll name him. His, his, his name is Ray Four. He, okay. works, he actually works for Chevron right now. Okay. Right. So he said, hey, listen, why don't you switch into something that's close to journalism? Mm-hmm. You know, but I was like, no, I want to be a reporter. I want to be on camera. Right. You know? right. And he's like, well, if you can't handle the hours, then I think it's time for you to move on. And right. I was like, uh, at the time, this is when all the TV stations were making all those changes. Right. Where they were making a lot of cuts. Oh, sure. And It's you know, still going on. It's still going on yeah. to this day. And um, he said, why don't you try PR? Because he was already doing PR. Gotcha. And I was like, I don't know what PR is. Is it just drafting press releases? And he's like, yeah, you know, just draft press oh, releases. Oh, is that all it is? <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> I, that's what he said, right? right? Little did um, you know. Little did I know. Um, so he told me to look through a, a website called PRSA, which is the yeah. Public Relations okay. yeah, Society yeah. of America. Yeah. And I was like, well, if I switch jobs, I want to do something that I would really love. Mm-hmm. Like I want to work somewhere fun where yeah. I get to do where I get to be creative. Right. And you know, right. it's just a fun Colorful place. Colorful and with little people. Yes. yes. Young yeah. people. I was just thinking somewhere really <laughs> fun. Like I want to go to work and yeah. I want to be like, I want to, this is what I want to do. Right. That's so, such a disconnect, Henry, because you're not fun as a person. <laughs> I'm awful. I'm awful. What I'm, really boring. Boring. <laughs> I'm kidding. Henry is one of the most fun people I know in, in Houston. <laughs> um, so I was looking for jobs and luckily the Children's Museum had a position. It was a PR associate position. Mm-hmm. And it okay. really, sa- it all is, honestly, the job description said, write press releases and take photos. And I'm like, wow, I can do this. <laughs> <laughs> done and done. Yeah. You done 
done it in the mean streets of news. So absolutely. <laughs> you could do that. And so within the week, I, I had a call from the museum. Wow. They're like, hey, we want you to come in. And within two weeks, I was already working at the Fantastic. museum. That's incredible. Wow. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. What a great but it wasn't just press releases and, and photos, though. Right. <laughs> so right. W- what, what about the Children's Museum in particular drew you to it? Um, so um, as a reporter, I had come here and I had done a story. And mm-hmm. I was like, wow, this is such a very oh, lively place. So you knew pl- of yes. it. Oh, uh-huh. okay. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. yeah. I was like, this is such a lively place. Like, yeah. wouldn't it be awesome to work here and, you know, just, uh, you know, serve the Have community. Have fun here. Have fun right. here. Right. Do something creative. I was thinking at the time, I was thinking, wow, this is like the Disney of Houston. Like, right. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah. It it's really like, is. This, and there's no other place like this right. in Houston yeah. where you get to be creative, you work with children, and it's a lot of fun. And, and they really think outside of the box. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I wanted to work here. Yeah. Wonderful. Mm-hmm. And so with its reputation that was already in place by mm-hmm. the time you got here, tell us about sort of how it how you worked on the job and kind of diving in and because and I mean you know kids <laughs> kids and parents and the museum right. that supports that is sort of a unique right opportunity so I was completely inexperienced I can tell you that yeah. I had no <laughs> Did idea you even know I, any kids? I had no idea you, no, you knew no kids I knew no kids okay. at the time my sisters <laughs> hadn't I haven't had my nephews yet gotcha. so uh, yeah. I was like well what, yeah. what are we doing <laughs> what are these little things doing right they're mm-hmm. being kids and and i also had no idea what nonprofits did i right. think i didn't know the politics okay. mm-hmm. i didn't know how what a board was yeah oh i mean i knew what a board was yeah. i just didn't know how it worked in relate right. in relation to an organization it's an integral or fundraising yeah. i had no idea what fundraising was right um so all that stuff i had i had to learn the hard way because right. uh this the, the department that i'm in we work in in directly with all the departments we're yeah. like our little own boutique agency yes. within the museum right 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 mm-hmm. right and how large is your is your um department uh, it's just two yeah <laughs> it's just me and my associate yeah good mm-hmm. good 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 and so one one of the really fun things that you all do is the children's museum of houston gala every yes. fall which just knocks it all out of the ballpark i yes. mean it's such mm-hmm. a fun time and last year the theme was the Karina ball Katrina, uh-huh, the, Katrina Ball, right, sorry. Right, correct. Uh-huh. And I knew someone named Karina at one time, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> uh, and so will you have the same theme again, or do no, you change it every year? they change it every year. Okay, yeah. can you give us a sneak peek on what um, it's going to so be? I, I honestly don't know what it's going to be. Okay. I, I, as of right now, okay. I know that the only thing that I know is the dates, and gotcha. I know they've selected the chairs. But I would want to tell us know. who that is while we're on that subject. Um, you know, I don't. You know can't do that. Ch- okay. I, I don't think. But you can I tell us the date. I can tell you the date. I think it's going to be either October twelfth or the nineteenth. Right. Okay. In late October. This year. Uh, in late yeah. October. Good. And uh, and and I know it's going to be really exciting, and it's going to be the Corinthian. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love the Corinthian. Which is a beautiful. I mean, if anyone ever gets a chance to go to Houston, go to that building. It's one of the most beautiful buildings I've ever ever seen. And in Henry, the state you of know Texas. the history of that building, right? It used to be a bank. It used yeah. to be a bank. Mm-hmm. It used to be, I think, part of the stock exchange as well. Oh. And so it's a very grand Beaux Arts building that you know these columns that means you just feel like you're in another world right. you feel like you're mm-hmm. in one of the the Mrs. Astor's 500 in New York <laughs> I completely the turn agree of the with century. that it's just yeah. so beautiful like you walk in you feel like you're in New York and I remember last year you had that red carpeting you kind of felt like you right. were going into the Met Gala it was really amazing yeah and there was Henry greeting everyone yes <laughs> because they are you know you support your supporters and I think that's really important yeah, absolutely let's talk about that and mm-hmm. and how um, Houston's reputation for its largesse and philanthropy has really right. come to the come up to the level it has 
Um, so I can tell you that for the Children's Museum of Houston, over the I've been here 13 years, yeah. and I have seen so much support from the community. Yeah. From I mean, from name you name it, every industry. I mean, it's not just everybody thinks it's just the oil that you know everybody right. in the oil, but it's not. I mean, I mean, you've had things like HEB, you've mm -hmm. had things like. Um, you know, even the sports, the, the athletics team, um, there is a lot of support from different companies that really want to change the community. They want to transform. They're really aligned with our mission, which is right. transforming communities through child center, innovative child center learning. Yeah. And they see that, you know, children do have the potential to make change. Mm -hmm. And they're also looking to um, expand their future and workforce. That's mm -hmm. really what, uh, it, what it comes down to yes. because they know like, hey, you know, we need the next engineers, we need the, right. next, mm -hmm. uh, the next business people. That's right. So they want to make sure that those kids are exposed and, the, and they have the resources here available right. to them. Right. And, and I think it's amazing that how all these industries come here and, and they, f they can find change in one place. That's exactly mm -hmm. right. In the Children's Museum. In the Children's Museum. Wh yeah. What do you think has been the biggest change you've seen kind of culturally with kids and just kind of where that's headed in the last 13 years? So um, in, in terms of programming and education, I see the big focus on STEM, which is science, technology, and engineering, mathematics. Yes. When I first came, it was a lot of arts mm -hmm. and literature. Mm -hmm. and all So of STEAM. Sudden, yeah, STEAM. STEAM correct. From, yeah. from STEAM to STEM. Correct. From gotcha. STEAM to STEM. Okay. It was, I mean, it's, it, the impact was like, overnight mm -hmm. it's just that we need to focus so much on this because mm -hmm. of it's the future workforce mm -hmm. and all the right. the global competition and, and it really shapes how we're um, teaching our kids that's right mm -hmm. that's right do you think our kids are smarter these days I think they're smarter to in, in certain areas yeah I think they're more techno technologically savvy right I think they know a lot about, about a lot more about finances mm -hmm. what I think it's lacking mm -hmm. and I see it and mm -hmm. I see it on the kids that I know and, yeah. and my, my my nephews and my sister's friends yeah. it's the street smarts right yeah I feel like you know, we used to have to, I mean, we, we drove around without maps. I mean, right. we like learned right. where right. things were yeah. Yeah. and they're so dependent on their, on their smartphones, even right. to do math, which yeah. is right. like, it baffles me, you know, which I hate math. That's why I, I, I'm not <laughs> an accountant anymore. Right. But I mean, I can still calculate in my head right. things, but they just, they need, they're so depending on their phone, yeah. which is, uh, that to me, it's a little bit, um, Warning, you know, it's like, it's like, yeah. hey, ooh, we need to get these kids to be more street smart. Or do you think that the world will change to accommodate that? Uh, I don't think so. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that ship sailed, so, probably. <laughs> so knowing the mean streets of Houston, that street smart <laughs> is, is going to keep someone in, in better stead then. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I, f I mean, in, when, when I travel to other places too, I, I mean, I see it. I mean, there's yeah. places that are not as technologically advanced right mm -hmm. and I mean you need that kind of stuff right. so I, I, I say I think kids here in the states if you have both the technological savviness mm -hmm. combined with the street smart yeah. I mean you can dominate the whole world yeah right? well and the street smarts and the savviness are both due to exposure mm -hmm. right. right right so maybe more exposure to technology is what's going on instead of to the real world around them is that what you're saying uh, absolutely okay. yes mm -hmm. yeah. even things like uh, you know why they use credit cards I mean and, and mm -hmm. or Venmo uh, yeah, exactly. Venmo, exactly. <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, we try to teach them here in right. Unit Catropolis, they get an ATM card. Yes. But uh, but I think I think parents need to have that more effort into, yeah. you know, showing them like, hey, it's not just spending. I mean, there's also things like savings right. and, um, you know, planning for the future. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And what's so great about the Children's Museum is that there is that engagement between parents, teachers 
children and then your folks here. Right. So, so that's for really special. Right. A lot of our exhibits are self-guided. Right. So they require the engagement of an adult yep. or an older sibling to explain to the child or to Good. engage with the child. Right. Good. To yeah. let them know what's going on. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> so this building is, uh, it's almost a square block. It's huge. Yeah, it's a huge block. It's a huge <laughs> it is a big block. It's a yeah. huge complex. And I mean, everywhere you look, there's this this sort of excitement and color mm -hmm. and vibrance. And there's three stories. I don't know and if you know that, right? I did not there's know there's lower three level, stories. Oh, there's an okay. uh, upper level as well. Wow. <laughs> okay. How exciting is that? Yeah, it is. So... Uh, we are successful with style. So you are a you are a very stylish person. So oh, for those yeah. those who do not follow Henry on Instagram need to do so. <laughs> your yes, Instagram account is, is so, so much fun. fun. <laughs> it's like my favorite Instagram account to follow. What is your what is your handle on that again? So it's at Aries A R E S four one five. I was gonna say Aries like the uh, uh, horoscope, the, uh, yeah. but it was already taken, so I had oh. to go Aries with uh, the God of War. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's very symbolic because you're so violent, Henry. So, uh, but you were in so, and you're super stylish. So when you were in Italy recently, mm -hmm. you sport. Not many people can sport a fedora. <laughs> you're one of those people who can. Henry can. So tell us, you know, what insp who inspires you, um, style wise and fashion wise? Um, so style wise, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't say. That there's one particular person. I, th I think it's a combination of, you know, things that I see. For yeah. example, you, you know, uh, sometimes I, I, I love this movie called uh, There Will Be Blood. Oh, mm -hmm. sure. And Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis. I mean, so his great. style. Which is a story about Texas. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, you know, his style in person is horrible. I don't know if you've seen him yeah. dressed in yeah. suits. Yeah, it's sloppy. Like, I was like, yeah. <laughs> but in the movie, I was like, wow, yeah. whoever styled him, that's the that's how I want to dress, you right. know. I mean, not all the time, but you know yeah. that you so know, that kind of period elegance, if you exactly, will. yeah. Nice. You know, or or I see, you know, Rob Lowe's. I mean, hair is a big deal for me because yeah. I've always had trouble getting haircuts. And, and Henry, unfortunately, is completely bald. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. That would not be a problem <laughs> if you were, but you do know you have a full head of hair. Yes, I yeah. do. I think they say that after if you, after past thirty, if you pass thirty five and you still have hair, you probably will keep it. You're gonna have until you're ninety. <laughs> yeah, hopefully. There you go. Yeah, here's open. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Anyway, so I'll let you know what happens when I turn thirty five. <laughs> You're too much. I know. It's true. So, <laughs> so you mentioned Rob Lowe and his hair. What are other icons that you sort of gravitate to? Uh, I mean. Um, um, Paul Newman, I think classic. his style classic. is great. Yeah. I classic. mean, modern modern times, I would say, um, you know, someone like Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, can see that. I can see that. Yeah. You know, I, I think they're they're simple, but they always look so well put together. Right. And, oh. and many times simpler is better. Mm -hmm. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. That's cool. Do you have any favorite style movies that you reference besides S There Will Be Blood? Style of movies, like what or they're wearing, or stylish yeah, movies. just like what people wear and stuff, yeah. Uh, <laughs> they're all girl movies, that's okay, that's <laughs> like all right. Clueless, I mean, Clueless, it's I don't that, know, well, yeah, that's not a classic, that's well, it's a classic now, it's yeah. a classic, it's now. a classic now, 95, circa 1995. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a great reference, though. yeah. A I mean, lot of people reference that, yeah. I mean, yeah. they were uh, what I what I liked about that movie is that they weren't dressed. Uh, conventionally, right? But they were so confident in what they were wearing, and I think that's a really big part of being stylish: is the confidence. It doesn't matter what you. That wear. was well, going to be Rob's next question. I would, well, and I was going to say, like, if you follow Henry's Instagram feed, you'll see him have fun and wear like a Tyler Oakley onesie, <laughs> which you have done before. <laughs> which Henry so, is and, wearing and, right and now. You have a huge smile on your face, and you can tell that you're you're just enjoying it, and you're in the moment. And there's a confidence there. There <laughs> really you. is. So on that Thank note, you. where do you get onesies, Henry? Where does it? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say where do you get these? You've got to. That's got to be get off of the internet. 
<laughs> of course, it's uh, there's a and there's a secret here. So there's a website okay. called Yux, uh, Y O O X. Okay. They have lots of different clothing for men. Okay. Uh, you know, from oh, extravagant, yes, know Yux, yeah. yeah, from right. extravagant styles yeah. to like you know not so extravagant. So yeah. there's there's something for everyone there. Wow, how exciting. Mm-hmm. Ukes, ukes.com. Yeah, ukes.com. Or you can just go to henryyow.com. <laughs> that too, you know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so tell us, Henry, what is one thing that is not on your resume that people would be surprised to learn about you? Uh, well, I was telling you guys about my background. I yeah. Think mm-hmm. I, a lot of people don't know, but I was born and raised in Venezuela. Yeah. But I'm Chinese. My parents are from Hong Kong. Right. So growing up, that was like, whoa, who is this guy? It's very what exotic. Does he speak? Yeah, what does yeah. he speak Spanish? Right. Um, and uh, you know, lived in California in Oakland. Right. Uh, and actually, I would take the school bus when I was 12 years old to go to another school district really? in Alameda because mm. you know the schools were really yeah. rough in yeah. Oakland. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so my parents were like, "No, he, he's not gonna be able to uh, defend himself in Oakland." So oh. they would, I would ride the school bus to go wow. to another school district. Yeah, wow. Alameda, Alameda, California. Okay. Yeah. And so, how did that, how did that experience form your later life? Um, I think more of the independence, yeah. like, hey, you know, n- don't be afraid to, you know, think outside of the box, right. do things your way. Um, right. I, at that time, I didn't know we were doing something illegal. Yeah. <laughs> well, you were 12. Mr. Mr. Mrs. Yao, you're yeah. still in trouble. <laughs> if they're listening, I bet they are listening. You're in trouble. <laughs> Mama Bear and Papa Bear. <laughs> you know, just be okay. It's okay to sometimes bend the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and Houston's actually a good city for that. And what do you think about the style in Houston? Because people in Houston, I think, do take an element of risk with their style and with their right. fashion. And there is that element of just kind of be yourself and just kind of, and it's okay to be flamboyant about it. It's okay to be boisterous about it. It. Right, right. So I think with Houston, weather's a huge factor because mm-hmm. it's always right. hot here. Got to be comfortable. Yeah. So yeah. I think what I like about Houston is that people are really unafraid to wear what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes a little too much, but I mean, <laughs> they, yeah. Sometimes it's. But you know, I think the the you know summer style is yeah. really really awesome because right. people are just like so. I mean, they can be very stylish, sure. and they mm-hmm. can, but they can also be very comfortable. Yeah. Right. Um, so I think that those are two big elements in terms of style. Absolutely. Um, and in the black tie world, it's very stylish. Oh too. yeah. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Of course, absolutely. Yeah. And and I mean, I, I mean, you see them at, are during our. Right. Yes. I mean, yes. wow, they're really like all the ladies go all out. They're, I mean, it looks like a Hollywood party. It's a beautiful it really prop of young ladies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and young not men so young. too. Yeah. And young and at young, heart. Young men too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, a lot of color. Seems mm-hmm. like Houstonians and Texans love their color. Yeah, we're a, we're a very colorful city. Yeah. yeah, I think it's because we're such a blend of different cultures here. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, in, in color, influence, style. Um, I think there's lots of different backgrounds. So right. everybody wants to bring in the little pizzazz. Absolutely. You know, it's all about the pizzazz. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and we're bringing that word back. I love that word, <laughs> which is one of my most favorite words, pizzazz. Right? Oh, I know. Yeah. Mine too? I know. <laughs> Truly. All right, so we're about out of time. Oh, but, gosh, um, already? I know. Jeez, it's time flies when you're young and fabulous. <laughs> and so Henry, Henry knows we, that. We always like to ask this part. We like to ask this question often, especially with fun guests mm-hmm. like Henry. Mm-hmm. Who are five people, f- either living or no longer living that you would want to have at a dinner party. Now, full disclosure, <laughs> Henry does not have any knowledge of this question beforehand. I know. So he's just going to have to we're, wing we're, it. We're winging it. Hey, there have been other Houston guests that have winged it, so I know Henry will pull it off. Well, Henry is so smart that he'll name three of his current board members. Right. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Because that's how he rolls. He's so strategic and, and such no, a savvy PR no, pro. No. 
Um, so five people. Yeah. Uh, four or five. Four or five yeah. people. I mean, I would love to have, uh, I think, uh, lunch with Marlon Brando. I think that would have been really oh, cool. Oh, yeah. You know? That's a good I idea. I just figured him being all about himself. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I think he'd be so cool. Yeah, your role uh, model. You kind of look like Keanu Reeves. Uh, oh, a little thank bit. You. Yeah. So did Speed was like Speed like cuz that was like my favorite teenage movie. Was that yours? And Speed was the first time that I ever saw Keanu Reeves. Okay. And I was like, wow, this who is this guy? Yeah. You know, and he looks a little bit different. Like he wasn't quite Caucasian, but he also looked, you yeah. know, maybe, I mean, was he Hispanic? Yeah. I don't know. I couldn't tell. Right. And I, that was the first time I was like, wow, Hollywood is really changing. Diversity. Yeah, yeah diversity. Absolutely. Um no, but Speed was, of course, The yeah. Matrix. Uh, yes. I mean, I love his all. His, I, I'm, for the most part, I love all his movies, even yeah. though he acts the same in every movie. Right. <laughs> well, you can count on that. It's a dependable it's an old performance. Yeah. yeah, it's like an old friend. That's awesome. I would love to meet Madonna. I think uh, I mean someone with such yeah. career and such right. talent, and someone always reinventing herself. Yeah, uh, I would love to meet her in person. Uh-huh. I think you know, she'd she, enjoy knowing you yeah. too. And, yeah, you know, she <laughs> met one. Cool of, she actually met Guy Ritchie at a dinner party. That's right. They were seated. I think they were seated next to each other, and it was just one of those things that just kind of took off from there. Well, and I love dinner parties because yeah. anything can happen. Right. You know? Absolutely. And, and some people get nervous at them, which I don't understand. Right. Or they want to be seated with their significant other. You see them all the time. Go sit somewhere. Yeah. With someone go sit new, somewhere else. Right? Yeah. You know. And mm-hmm. one of. And I think a good host or hostess seats couples separately. Right. So right. I right. mean, you know, because it enlivens things. So it does. Speak. It makes things lively, bold, and fun. I know. Much Big, like bold the city and of Houston, much like Henry. I know. That's true. <laughs> well, Henry, this has been so much fun. Thank you so much for joining well, us. thank you for having me. Uh, will you come back and join us again? Uh, absolutely. As yeah, the, the tale of Henry Yao continues. <laughs> the Henry Yao. The Henry, the Henry Yao. Yao. Yeah. <laughs> well, everyone, I'm Lance Avery Morgan. And I'm Rob Giardinelli, signing off from the Children's Museum of Houston in Houston, Texas on Success with Style, reminding you of a great style starts by having a unique point of view. Have a great day, everyone. Bye, everyone.